everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Gymnasium Podcast with me, XFL Jim, joined as always by the illustrious, the amazing, the beautiful man himself, Chase Lupine Fiasco Sesums. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing good. I'm get, I'm introduced here by my man, Jim, who we've recently given the nickname, The Whole Buffalo. I love that nickname. I choose to believe it just because I never let anything go to waste. Exactly. Exactly. You are the whole buffalo. That's what you're we're the about essence here. of the whole buffalo. Tatanka. 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 Oh, God. I just love that word. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, if it weren't for Kevin Costner dances with wolves, I would never know Tatanka. Tatanka. We actually had to watch that movie one time in history class, and I actually fell asleep and snored so loudly, I think the teacher threw a pencil at me. Uh, it's it's because she didn't give you enough time to fart loud enough to wake yourself up. That it's happened. It happens. Yeah. That does happen, folks. It's a big week in sports this week. It's the Super Bowl, and it's the but it's the Super Bowl. I mean, the Super Bowl already happened. It's over. Yeah, it happened. It was awesome. Yeah. What'd you think, buddy? Um, uh, I mean, anyone who follows this show knows me and Chase were pretty heavily rooting for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. We we both had Bengals future tickets. Mm-hmm. Little little. I don't know about you. I think my copium was was on an all time high when Joe Burrow was throwing that last pass as he was getting tackled. I thought for a split second, I was like, "Holy shit, he actually made it!" Yeah, I actually like. I, and the more I watch the replays, the more I think Samaje P. Ryan could have made a play on that ball and caught it and got the first down, but. That's neither here nor there. Uh, I mean, we'll let's just kind of break the game from beginning to end. But I'll, I'll leave I'll leave the ending with this. I you you put Joe Mixon in there, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I spent uh, a good while uh, after that game just going, P Ryan, really? P Ryan, P Ryan, really? Really? P Ryan, P Ryan. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. I kind of. Part of me kind of feels like the like the moment might have gotten just a little too big for Zach Taylor and he might have pissed down his leg just a little bit there late. Uh, but also that deep, that Rams defensive line was just fucking owning that entire second half. They fucking stepped up in the second half. So the first half kind of goes. The Bengals are doing kind of what we expect. Uh, Joe Burrow's doing the quick passes. He's making shit happen. He's looking good. Actually, first off, before anything, he comes in with a fucking tiger stripe suit jacket. Yeah, yeah, that was that was crazy. Like, that's a confident ass white boy. If you're if you're rocking that like into the Super Bowl, Um, he looks like a like, I don't know, like a. I'm going to say like a Russian DJ sporting urban camo, maybe like that's the best way I can think of that tiger. That tiger suit. He definitely looked like someone who was ready to like if especially if he's wearing a very flamboyant undershirt or just no undershirt. Oh, he yeah. definitely looks like a European nightclub DJ of, of some sort. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a clean look like, and I, I got to say, like, if you're the, have the confidence to wear that, then you're the most dangerous white boy in a five mile radius. Quite honestly, I, I 100% agree. I think Joe Burrow, most places he enters is the most dangerous white boy in a 100 mile radius. Yeah, probably, probably, probably true. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, they, they looked intimidated for a little bit and then they, they just kind of snapped out of it. Like, uh, yeah, I, you know, OBJ scores the first t- touchdown. They, they first, I mean, they, they absolutely s- just stuffed them on their first drive, like really looked good defensively. Then they get some, you know, they get things clicking. OBJ scores his touchdown. Then it looks like the, you know, that that the the Bengals get something moving and then they, they're able to go down there and kick the field goal. And then I kind of honestly where the whole game really changed was when OBJ stepped on a fucking landmine. First off, uh, fuck everything for OBJ scoring that first touchdown. I had a sizable, sizable amount of money on Ben Scourneck first touchdown, and it would have made me a very happy man if he could actually catch one single fucking football. He's a bum in my book forever. Dude, that was that did not end well for you. 
at all. Like, which I don't, I feel like it's not an insult because like nothing ended well for either of us, quite honestly. I had, I had one bet that I did after the show and I feel bad. I don't want to like tout about it, but it was Rams over one and a half field goals. Okay. And that it, That's the only thing that saved me at all. I hit the, I hit the first quarter spread. Um, with the with the yes. the Rams minus a half point, I hit the the third quarter money line. Like I was so set up, I was like I was so set up with like how that game was flowing and how I'd bet it that if the Bengals complete the the comeback, then like I'm a very ha- happy camper uh, today and might be wearing a fur coat. I mean, kind of going away after Odell stepped on that landmine and just blew out his leg. Rams were looking shook the rest of the first half, and then. Coming into the halftime, shout out Gino. Yeah, for nailed the halftime right. show. That man know, knows knows how a halftime show is structured. That's for sure. I also absolutely love that Evan McPherson uh, did not go into the locker room for halftime. He just stayed on the Bengals bench and watched the halftime show. Because when you think about it, what was he going to get out of the halftime? Were they just going to tell him to kick the ball harder? Nothing. He was in the perfect spot. He was where he needed to be. Yeah. Why do kick? Yeah. Kickers should just stay on the field the whole time. They don't need to be in there for the halftime show. It's not for that. They don't need to be in there for the halftime speech. It's not for them. Yeah. No, it's, it's literally there. It's not where they're like, all right, we're going to roll out our secret, super secret player. Evan McPherson plays quarterback for the second half. That shit's never going to happen. Enjoy Snoop Dogg. Enjoy Dr. Dre. <laughs> Also, I don't know if we saw any. I didn't find it. Did we find any bets on whether or not there would be a Philly special performed? Because there was, and it was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was supposed to be OBJ's ball to throw too. I bet it would have been a better ball then. Yeah, uh, there there wasn't. Um, I feel like we di- we heavily discouraged people from running the Philly special because it's it's gotten old, it's gotten stale. Everyone runs the Philly special now like with no variations on how the Eagles did it. Like everyone's seen it. Everyone knows the Philly special is coming. We, uh, we need a new trick play for we everyone need a new to one. copy. We need a new one. Someone needs to come out with a new trick play. I wonder, do you think it'll be in the NFL first or college first? Uh, College. Who do you think? Name one coach you think would do the weird trick play. Sam Pittman. He did. So? He he ran he a did. bunch of trick, he bunch did. of trick plays. He had a, a fake field goal for a touchdown against Alabama. We've had we had fake punt for a big gain against LSU. He's he's a tricky fat man. He'll risk it all. He'll so risk yeah, it he, all. He's a gambler. He knows the line. He would risk it all. I like that. I want it to be Sam Pittman just for you and for us. Yeah, for everyone to just be like that is the greatest trick play mine eyes have ever seen. I don't know why they'd say it in a German accent, but I chose to. Uh, is Pittman Pittman? We'll go, we'll say Pittman's a German name, even though I have no idea if it is or not. Sure. Yeah. All right. He's right. the kind of guy that would like German sausage. I mean, he appreciates good food. Yeah. He'll fit so, in at the Hog House on Dixon. Halftime show. H-A-U-S comes. House. We had yes. a bunch of bets on the halftime show. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, just mm-hmm. like excluding our bets and the money we lost. Yeah. What'd you think of the halftime show? Awesome. Awesome. Uh, up there, up there for greatest ever. Uh, it's between, it, it's like a tie between that and the, and the Prince halftime show. It was, it was great. It was everything I wanted. Uh, I personally, as a lover of hip hop, feel like I can get away saying this, that like live hip hop performances kind of suck a lot of the time. Like, cause it's just like someone playing the track and the person just kind of like, you know, rapping over and there's not really like a lot of showmanship. Um, it's, they use it as their like their opportunity to get all their boys on stage to yeah. just kind of like yell and just stand and be there and stuff. But no, this was awesome. Uh, what I hear is the reason that Fifty Cent made an appearance was because the lighting wasn't right for the uh, the holographic Tupac. Ooh, I because he he surprised me. Have you seen the behind the scenes of him getting up there uh, to like hang upside down? So I I kind of want to because I've wondered like how much of the budget went to a support staff to lift his fat ass back up. Spoiler alert, he just fucking does it. Really? Yes. Under all that fat is still all that muscle. I've been I, calling calling him 275. I th- I then. mean I'm sure he $2. weighs 275. I'm sure he does weigh 275, but I talked about this with a couple friends. He looks just kind of like someone who like he still works out. 
he just doesn't watch what he eats anymore. He just eats like shit. So he still has all the muscle built up and everything. He just has all the fat on top of it. It's just buried. It's just hidden. It's a yeah. relaxed muscle. Yeah. Um, I, I said it when he came out. I said, this is a fat king. This is a chunky king right here. Represented <laughs> for all of us. Go ahead, king. Um, yeah, no, that, that was great. I, I kind of, you know, I feel like they forgot Nate dog. Like, give us a holographic Nate dog, which I understood probably the lighting wasn't right for it. But that would have been awesome. I mean, a wise man once said it. It's got to be a hit with Nate dog singing on it. Do you think so? I've heard from I've heard like three different things on it because I, I like you thought it was amazing. I don't know whether or not I think it is just because it was a great show, but also nostalgia has to play a factor in there a little bit. Yeah, um, my buddy, my buddy, Ben, uh, Ben Wilkie, he uh, he trolled me really hard with a, a meme that was the like poster for the halftime show that said, like, if you think this is cool, it's time to schedule schedule your colonoscopy. That's what so. It's the it, it's not the boomer, it's not the zoomer. It's like elder millennials and yeah. a little bit of Gen X and just millennials in general. This was our show because yeah, like Gen Z, the only artist they would know is like Kendrick yeah. and boomers don't even like rap. Right. And Ken, Kendrick honestly might have been the best part of that. Like uh, he was awesome. He was awesome. he's a he's a really good performer. He played he played some of my favorite Kendrick songs like mm-hmm. uh you know, all right from uh, how to pimp a butterfly and like, you know, like that, that was a really, that was a really good performance. Um, Mary J. Yes. Queen. She got you with the earrings though. She fucking got, I, everyone got me on the halftime show, Jim. Like I didn't I get anything right. You know, cause I was, I was so, I was so just like honed in on what color Snoop shoes were going to be. And then I, they, they showed like his, like his outfit, basically, yeah, his his outfit from the thighs up. I was like, oh, that's like solid blue. There's no way these shoes are blue. I'm gonna get white gazelled here. I'm gonna get white gazelled out of this bet. I feel bad for did. all the people that uh that bet yes on Will Snoop Dogg smoke on stage because he he took a puff right before going out. Yeah, he was like ducking down behind. That was so <laughs> awesome. It reminded me of like half baked where he just kind of like materializes from behind the Snoop. He's like, what y'all smoking on? Yeah, that that was that was uh, yeah. Of course, he was show, going though. to be stoned. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was, I, I, I welcome, I welcome the diversity. Like it, it doesn't always have to be like an aging pop star or like a way aged rock star. Like yeah. it can be, it can be aged hip hop stars also. It's always got to be aged though, aged or aging. Except for, I guess Bruno Mars wasn't aging or aged. Or the he weekend. was kind of in the prime. Oh yeah, the weekend last year. He's I old. liked whenever the weekend came out last year. I liked how. Um, he was dressed like Richard Pryor, like live from the Sunset Strip, and then he was accompanied with all by all those people, like wrapped up in bandaging. And it looked like he was, he was like he was Richard Pryor live from the Sunset Strip, and he was co- accompanied by <laughs> Richard Pryor after he set himself on fire smoking cocaine on the Sunset Strip. The weekend, hey, the burn unit Pryors. The weekend speaks in layers. Okay, I it's don't get bu- it. I'll be honest. I don't. I don't, get th- it. I don't think anybody gets it. So then, the, then the second half comes in, and the Rams defense just decides to, hey, fuck you, Bengals. Uh, we're Aaron Donald and Von Miller and this defensive front. Well, not not. I mean, not before uh, they try to take a shot at the end zone early and yep. uh, and pull down another pick. And I, I'll be honest. Like at that point, I kind of thought that this was it. The Bengals had their number because they they go down, they take the lead, back to back picks. Yeah, for Matt Stafford. They score what? What? 10 points. They score 10 points. They take the lead going and go into the fourth quarter with a lead. And to me, at that point, it looked good. But then, like, just the sacks started piling up and Aaron Donald just kept putting that fucking center on skates. Uh, This might be talking out of my ass, but were the Bengals ever in the lead? Oh, I guess the Titans. I was about to say, like, for the rest of the playoffs, were the Bengals ever in the lead and like going into the fourth quarter? Because maybe that was their... Maybe that was their bad juju. I think they were in the lead uh, going into the fourth quarter against the Raiders. And then the Raiders made it very close. That's right. Cause they kind of came out and like blasted the Raiders and the Raiders ended up making that one closer. Right. Right. So the, my, my theory just gets thrown out the fucking window there, but it was a great game. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the end result sucked for me, but in terms of, yeah, all right. So the only thing, the only thing that I'm going to say that kept it from being just like a truly great game was the fact that like there had been no penalties the uh, entire yeah. game. 
and the penalties don't come out until the Rams need a score. I'm not going to call it rigged. I don't think it was rigged, but I do feel like for some reason they just decided to tighten up right there and call the game way tighter than it necessarily had to be, especially after you've been letting them play all game. It just ruins the flow. I yeah. was I was I was thinking that exactly while it was happening. I I mentioned in the third quarter. I was like, "Wow, they really haven't been calling penalties this game." Like especially uh, when that Bengals face mask on uh, Jalen Ramsey happened. I was like, "They're really just letting these guys fucking play." I guess okay. Yeah, and, then, and I mean, it, it just it, came to the end of the fourth, and I was like, "Ah, oh, it's just flag city." Then it just ruins the whole flow of the game. And now, like I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking about all these like regular season and playoff NFL games. And it seems like any time like it got down to like crunch time and player and they were like deep into the red zone and someone needed to score. It always seemed like the, the team that needed to score got like five extra chances because of automatic first downs off of like pass interference off of uh, holding off off of things like that. And I guess I guess this raises a question, which is, have there been so many rule changes to what you can do on defense that it makes it impossible to play defense in the red zone? I think to an extent, yeah. I mean, it's either you play really tight defense in the red zone or the offense is just going to eventually have time. If you don't have like a good defensive front to get to a quarterback, those receivers are always just going to have time to scramble and do something and get open. Yeah, yeah. I just see that's that's I, I even think about to back to when the Bengals beat uh, Kansas City in, in Cincinnati, like the day before we dropped our futures bets on on Cincinnati how many cracks did the Bengals get and it was it was just like anytime anytime the play happened it was it was offensive holding it was or a defensive holding defensive yep. holding defensive holding until they were just down there on the one and there was no time left they could just kick the field goal and it's like man like I uh I wonder if in a ref's mind they're just kind of like in the beginning parts of a game they're kind of like well these plays aren't as important so they're gonna let them slide so to speak but when it comes down to like a crunch time red zone end of the game, they're just like, no, every play matters. I have to call penalties no matter what. I just I'd rather them be consistent throughout. Me too. Because it just makes it seem bullshit. See, and this is my thing is I'll never I'm not going to say that it's rigged for a specific team, but I feel like the referees understand the moment that they're in. And with the understanding of the moment they understand what's dramatic and they're always going to err on the side of what is more dramatic. So for example, what's more dramatic than Matt Stafford scoring that touchdown with Cooper cup. And then the Bengals having a chance to come back and tie it and possibly put the game in overtime. Yeah. I would, I would also never say like, I would never say the NFL is rigged for one certain team, but I would go as far to say the NFL is rigged for offense. <laughs> Oh, 100%. I mean, that's, that's like ingrained in the rules. It's, it's totally ingrained. Like even just the, the offsetting penalty, like eh, 10 years ago, that's not a penalty. That's just, that's just a good clean play trying to separate the the wide receiver from the ball. And it's like, you can't do that anymore. There's nothing, there's nothing you can do other than just like get your hand on the ball and rip it out. Like it's taking the physicality out of it. Like if you do something physical to separate a wide receiver from the ball, you're going to get flagged for 15 and it's bullshit. Being a defensive back must be one of the hardest parts, like one of the hardest positions on the football field. Oh, yeah, because you I mean, the strike zone changes like you're you're they've done a good job of like, you know, doing what they have to to try to avoid these like unnecessary like blows to the head and everything. But like it's a moving target and you're moving also like it's not always your fault. It's that and the fucking added stress of potentially your penalty isn't like a 10 or 15. You could potentially have like a 40 yard penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the spot foul. I, you know what I would really honestly like to see change uh, is um, I, I don't want defensive holding to be an automatic first down. I just want it to be like, they do five yards and it's a first down. I, I, I would say maybe like just do five yards. You know what I mean? Like, or I mean, you can kind of re- replay like, the down. Yeah, you could kind of be like uh, defensive holding. Uh, yeah, you could do a five yard penalty, and then if it crosses the first down line, it's a first down. Yeah. Otherwise, just keep it as like a, a normal, uh, like like an offsides. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just get your because because I mean, essentially, these things can happen every single play, just like holding can happen every single play on offense. Yeah, I like the I like the ten yards and repeat the down, kind of like offensive holding is. Well, well actually, I mean, offensive is it? But you know what? I mean. Yeah, it's but a ten I mean, yard, and then you just still it's it's not as bad for the defense at that point. Or just keep it a spot foul of like if it's someone that's if it's just like a grab underneath on like a two yard crossing route and then you get the two yards and yeah. you, and you repeat the down. Anyway, they're that. never going to listen to us. No, they want more offense, so they're never going to do anything to fix defense. Yeah. Congratulations, Rams, by the way, though. Congratulations hey. to you guys. Hey, man, Give you, you completely mortgaged your future to get here and win it this year. And you did what you set out to do. So, I mean, that was your plan. You obviously are not in it to build a dynasty. Like, like this was it. This was your run to try to win it at home. And you accomplished that. And uh, that's so difficult that you're only the second time, second team to do it. And you're the second team to do it in two years. Good fucking job though. And congratulations to Aaron Donald. My, he's maybe my favorite player in the NFL. He, yeah. I wonder if he's going to retire. You think he's going to retire? I don't think he's going to He said retire. maybe. I think he might go to a different team. Although, do you, like, LA's, if you're rich like that, LA's probably a great place to live. For sure. Absolutely. Like, for one, you can afford everything. You can live like uh, how the rest of the, the United States lives. You know, you just be, if you're really rich, you can just go to LA and be completely middle class. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wonder, I know, so Leo, Leo was talking to me about this. He was thinking, his opinion, and I don't know if I necessarily agree, but it's a very interesting conversation. He was saying, is Sean McVay the best coach in, like, of the last five years in the NFL? No. is I think he's, like, a top five easily, though. Yeah, he is. No, I totally agree, because he, I think you're... You, you're the third person I know of that he he yeah. posited this to. Yeah. And I was like, no. I mean, he asked me how hot of a take it was. I was like, it's not really because he just I, won a Super Bowl. It's not that hot of a I take. I wouldn't call it a hot take because he's been to two Super Bowls in the last five years. Yeah, and he got dad-dicked by Bill Belichick in one of them. And he beat he did, the Bengals he also, who didn't have offensive line in the other one. And, that's true. you know, they, did, they didn't really do it with the offense, which it was his, which is his like whiz kid, you know, specialty. The other thing that I would add is I, I would I rank the job that the Rams GM did above Sean McVay's coaching job for this season. I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from the guy. He no, I understand Bowl, what you that's mean. So hard to do. See, like this guy agrees with you. One was it one, three, two, three gamer. McVay only benefits for the culture of constantly spending picks for talent, which is yeah. a GM thing. I do wonder how much say McVay has in like what they're doing draft wise or anything like that. That's always an interesting facet. Yeah. I, 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 I'm kind of on the same train as you. I don't know who I'd put number one. Um, I definitely think he's top five though. Yeah. He's, he's hands down top five. Yeah. Uh, I think you would have to give Andy Reed a really strong. That, see, that, that would be my one. pick. It would, it'd be Andy Reed. He's going to what? Four straight AFC championship games with the chiefs. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's yes. lost. He's lost two. He's won two and won one Super Bowl. Um, you got it. Yeah. If you if you're gonna set the five year, that time see he specified it, five years to me. Yeah. So if you're gonna put five years on it, then you have to put uh, Bill Belichick in the mix. You would you would still have Belichick. I think um, either way, Belichick's in there no matter what. Sean Payton honestly would be worth the last five years. I, he'd be yeah. Sean Payton's around there. Yeah. Um, doesn't help that they got screwed. Yeah, John Harbaugh. Yep, John Harbaugh would be in there. Would you put? I'm trying to think. Where does Arians fall into that? Does he just? Is, yes, he yeah, just he, no, yeah. he no, he no, he fits yeah. too. He fits too. Um, because if McVay fits after having this just like super team constructed for him, yeah, then Arians, then Arians 100 fits also. Yeah. Where do you put like a Shanahan in that? Like. 10, 11. Yeah. Yeah. He's an interesting one. Yeah. He, Where do you he, put? Oh, oh, uh, uh, Vrabel. Where do you put Vrabel? I put Vrabel just outside the top five. Yeah. Right around. He's the, done. Yeah. He's done way more with less. Yep. I'd, I'd put Vrabel up there. 
That's an that's an interesting question. Well, that's an off that's a good off season question. Ranking all NFL head coaches from worst to best. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I it's I understand what he's saying, and I can I I get that you could that you could make an argument for him, but I feel I feel like there there are others that you can you can lean towards, and you also have to consider just like what they have what they have to work with. Yeah, it's the the, the amount of talent they have is absolutely insane. People throw this term around way too much, such as goat. Like people, people say that like Aaron Donald is the greatest defensive tackle of all time. Like if that's the case, then I mean, you're, you played with like the greatest defensive tackle of all time, a, a generational talent in Jalen Ramsey, uh, Cooper cup, who is, uh, oh, you know, the only person who's ever won the receiving triple crown. Yeah. Um, when Bobby trees was healthy, you had Bobby trees with him. When Bobby trees goes out, you, you team up OBJ with him. Like there's there was a lot. And then to you work bring with. in a uh, debatable. I mean, people are going to say debatable Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. 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 M- mainly Richard Sherman. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's mainly I don't think it's really a debate, but <clears throat> yeah, he's he. So I think he's actually got a he's got a, a logical argument, but it just doesn't fit in this situation. Yeah, I understand what he's saying. And I yeah. agree at the fact that like stats today are way inflated from what they used to be. So you, yeah. when you look back with like a lens into the past, you have to look in through that. But like still. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all yeah. in all, though, good Super Bowl. I like that it was competitive. I didn't like like the Bucks Chiefs one where it was just the Bucks just clowning just the Chiefs. Boring. Just it's boring. boring. I hate Super Bowls like that. This one was competitive throughout. It was entertaining throughout. Yeah. I really wish Odell wouldn't have gotten injured because I think yeah. that would have been really fun. Throwing the the uh, unified heartbreak of the garage aside, yeah, good game. It was a good game. It was it was exciting. It was exciting from start to finish, and it had a great halftime show. And that is just rare. And at least if one of us fails, this time we both failed together. Yeah, we, we both, both just ate shit. So I'm wondering. I'm trying to think of the flow of this show. So we we could go right into sports yelling, or since we're still on the Super Bowl, do you want to just break the halftime shows now? Since we're still kind of on topic, let's break it up want, with some sports yelling. Let's, let's break it up. Let's break it up. Let me get the music going real quick. Let me get that going. Boom. Get our jackets on. Let me get the timer ready. Oh my God. It's time to yell about sports. Let me get the timer going. Come on. Clock. Ready? To yell about sports? Let's go. Let's do it. Starting the timer now. Halftime. After this Super Bowl, NFL, is Matt Stafford a Hall of Fame quarterback? Some are saying, I'm saying no. Jim, you're too locked up in the numbers. You're too locked up in them. Oh, he's all this number. Oh, I was a math major. Oh, I'm a beautiful man. You ain't Russell Crowe. You don't know this math. The math don't matter. The man has the heart to win and he's stuck in Detroit. And some of the stats went to Megatron. He is nothing but a glorified plumber, and if he went to the Waste Management Championship, he wouldn't have gotten no hole-in-ones, got no beer thrown on him. He's a bum. He would have had all the beer thrown on him. First of all, I know firsthand the man is, the man is a scratch golfer. The man is a scratch, scratch golfer. I've played with him before. I mean, he's no Michael Jordan on the golf course, but who is? Well, he overthrew tight ends in high school. I talked with one of his tight ends this very week, and he was overthrown in a championship-level game. He's a bum. Listen, if he's a bum, Michael Jordan is a bum. And we all know that Michael Jordan is the GOAT. If you're talking to me about three quarterbacks, freaking Aaron Donald, fucking Aaron Rodgers, and Michael Jordan, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers over him every time, and especially LeBron James. LeBron James has the ups, he's got the poise, he was in a goddamn NFL Super Bowl halftime commercial. LeBron James is not the accurate pocket passer that you think he is. He's out, he can get out there and scramble, but he can't play the position. Michael Jordan can sit back in the pocket, he can throw the deep ball, he had a QBR QBR of a million point nine nine nine. Come on now. Have you seen LeBron James Wonderlick scores? Have you seen LeBron James Wonderlick scores? I don't think so. LeBron James is the GOAT. Jim, I would like to invite you and LeBron James to Wonderlick my balls. I think that's a good spot to end it right there. LeBron James can wonder lick Chase's balls, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Hell me. That Talk was clean off my glasses after that one. 
that was sports yelling, everybody. The the one to two minutes where me and Chase scream about sports. And like every other sports show, it all culminates. Uh, it all reverts back to LeBron James versus Michael Jordan. Being the GOAT, yes. Who is the GOAT? Um, as someone who's watched way too much Stephen A. Smith, I feel like my Stephen A. Smith impression is getting way too good at this point. It's getting really good. It's getting really, really, really <laughs> we, should, good. we should tweet at him with this sometime. <laughs> So before we get into like our, our our I don't know what to call this like ranking segment that we're that we have going on. We had we do have a little fun. bit of USF. That's what we it's call just, it. We call it's it just fun. super fun. Yeah. We're we're trying to capture that awesome that feeling we had when we were going through every college football and NFL game. This is just yep. this is what gets us to that level. That's what gets us going. We had a little USFL news. Uh, literally, the day after we're recording this, the day after you're watching this live, if you are, or the day you are listening to this, uh, the USFL is doing a merch drop. They're doing a uniform reveal this uh, this Thursday, and they're yeah. dropping merch in their store. So I actually – I checked it out. They've redesigned their store so their store doesn't look as bum-ass as it did. A lot of the merch that's there right now is still pretty bum-ass. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I – I, I was just saying the design of the store itself was also bass. Um, it's not yeah, anymore. Yeah, but actually, like, I'm I'm on it right now. Opening soon. Opening. So they're going to completely re- redesign the store. Listen, maybe completely they, redo the merch. Listen, the only merch that I want to buy is the camouflage hat with the USFL logo. Like even as a as a lifelong New Orleans Breakers fan, you're gonna like, you're gonna Rob Lowe it. Dude, you're, yeah, just fan of competition. Yeah, no, uh, the Breakers have hands down just like the shittiest merch in the league. It's just like a blue wavy line, which is a damn shame because that color scheme can do a lot of really cool things. Also, like their logo, it'd be I think the Breakers could have some really good stuff going. That wave. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like uh, I, I you can fucking like- do some. Well, like Tulane has. Like, I was about to say, you're in the same fucking city as Tulane. How do you not know how to do cool wave designs? Yeah, like, did you miss that seminara that the that the city, the, the Chamber of Commerce put on for, like, cool wave merch? Apparently, uh, that beanie is god-awful. Yeah. If, if I am the USFL, I have two ki- different kinds of merch. Maybe three. Um, at the very least, I do a modern sort of style where you're kind of like really sports athletic attire, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, straight up just the uniforms that people can wear, like jerseys and shit. Uh, mm-hmm. If you just do team uniforms and logos. Yeah. And then try and go retro. Go like 80s style yeah. with yeah, a bunch of your uniforms. Like the it's, old school, like met kind of like big ass mesh, like tearaway jerseys like they used to wear. Like yes. that, like like those like that, that I would I would wear I would wear that jersey. We'll I'm not that, big on like, wearing like football jerseys, but like I would wear like the old school kind of like breakaway style. I would yeah. do that 100 percent. And then also just do like 80 style T-shirts, like maybe with like some cuffs like and whatnot on your yeah. sleeves. Yeah. The U.S. Well, the Marlboro Reds rolled up in it. Maybe they don't want to like people. I, I can only assume they would want people to think back at the 80s league because it was wildly successful when it was going yeah. on. And yeah, absolutely. Everything nowadays is trying to play into nostalgia. Yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, just looking at what professional athletes wear right now, it's it's straight out of when I was a kid in the '90s with like the color schemes, the styles, and everything. Like Joe Burrow, literally, he looks like he fell out of a Vanilla Ice video every single time I see him in public now. Like, that's yeah, what's, uh, that's what's. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a fucking asshole saying that. that's what's dripping nowadays. Yeah, that's what's. It's got the streets bubbling. Um, bubbling. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I I completely agree. Like there needs to be there needs to be some like element of like retro thing or it needs to be like the wildly athletic game worn kind of stuff. So the one thing I think the USFL is I mean, one of the many things I think the USFL has actually been doing pretty good are their ads that they've been posting. Yeah. Um, the, the two big ads that they've shown on like during the AFC and NFC championship games, those were awesome. Mm-hmm. I wish that it would have been sweet to see if they had a Super Bowl ad. That would have been really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm also I'm gonna tie I'm gonna talk about the XFL after this because I'm there's some stuff I need to t- I need to get off my chest about that. Sure. But I I'm looking for more advertising. They got the draft coming up literally next Tuesday. And what are we gonna be doing, Jim? They I mean I'm waiting for confirmation whether or not they're gonna be streaming this or on TV. But we're gonna be fucking covering it regardless. Yeah, we will be covering the the USFL draft live. We'll be talking I, about if, teams being put together. They're snake drafting it. Fantasy football fans. 
which is how the XFL did it too, and I love that shit for these kinds of leagues. I'm going to be so mad if they decide to do like Tuesday in the middle of the day while I'm at work. That's gonna blow donkey balls if they try. I'm gonna to, be there's so no way. So mad. No, as as much as much kind of coverage as they're trying to get, there's no way that they don't do this as like a prime time thing, even if it's just streaming on YouTube. Do it at just at the earliest 6 p.m. Eastern time. Keep your keep your college football slate or college basketball slate on on FS1. So we got a question here about the draft. Are they doing a separate QB draft? And yes, they are doing it by positions. They're doing quarterbacks first. Yeah. Um, then offensive skill skilled players. Yeah. And then, yeah, then so on and so on and so on. And then it's just eventually a general draft after the first, yeah. there's like quarterbacks, skills, offensive skills, I think defensive skills or offensive linemen. Yeah. Um, and then D linemen and D backs and then everybody, but they're phasing it out like that. So everyone, everyone's kind of building from the same places. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, which keeps it pretty fair for the distribution of talent as, as does the snake draft, which I like it. I like how they're handling it. I just do. I wonder how they're going to decide who goes where uh, in yeah. the draft order. It may, I assume they just have to randomize it. Tickle contest. Ooh, who do you think would win at a tickle contest? Jeff Fisher. Cause he's got a mustache. You can't argue with that logic. You're right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I think Mike Riley really likes a good tickle contest. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does. The, uh, uh, the other USFL news we got is their playoff games have been announced for uh, what was it? April 5th? Uh, no, June, June. It's in June. I forgot the exact date off the top of my head, yeah. but they're playing in Canton. Yeah, they're I guess where they have the Hall of Fame game in, in preseason uh, at the at the football Hall of Fame, which uh, I mean, that's a cool little wrinkle considering like all the games are going to be played in Birmingham. It's kind of cool for them to make it specialer by moving to a different city. Um, congratulations yep. on a great city. Now you get to go to Ohio in the middle of the summer. I've never been to Birmingham. Is it a great city? No. OK, I'm just talking. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, Birmingham. Birmingham is kind of gross. Um, <clears throat> it's not bad. It's uh it's like real old South gross though. Um, ah, okay. So it's, it's classy gross. Yeah, exactly. Like there's like an old, you know, like an old downtown that's like, you know, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's was crazy. The last few times that I had driven through there, like crazy tornadoes had like ripped through there. You could still see just like the big swaths of, of like forest and stuff that it had cut through. I think that's a big thing with the USFL coming to town is they um, they're trying to pump some money into the city. They promised a whole bunch of hotel business and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, it would be it would be good for Birmingham. You can you can definitely tell that they're you know, it used to be that uh, Bama and Auburn played every year at Legion Field. And and, you know, which was like just kind of a gross old old stadium that had AstroTurf and everything. And uh, they 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 stopped doing that. They started playing. And then it was like all, the only thing that was really going on was like UAB games. And like, you know, that's kind of way forever. Yeah. And and game back. But still, like Birmingham is uh, I mean, I would regard it as a as like a football city because of you had all those like classic iron bowls and stuff. So it makes sense for football to be happening in a football city. Don't forget the iron, the AAF legendary team. That's right. That's right. Bring back a Birmingham team. Thank you for the USFL. I'm still waiting on the AAF check for sure. XFL news. I mean, our boy, the owner, calling, like, (laughs) announcing the start of the NFL game of of the Super Bowl. I was bricked up the whole time, but as an unbiased observer, Chase, what were your opinions? I really wish that he hadn't have done that. Like, I just didn't like he was saying someone someone tweeted it and it was kind of what I was thinking. They summed it up, which was this is corny like that. I was just like, oh, my God, just shut up. And like we didn't need like a wrestling like heel pep talk. Like, let's just come on. You know, that that kind of brought back like the not so great memories of uh, this is the XFL. Those are great memories for me. Those, Come are, those on. are some formative memories. Nah. You, do, are you a guy? Are you a Vince McMahon guy? Do you like Vince McMahon? Uh, I love to hate Vince McMahon. I find it. I find him just incredibly disgusting. Like, I don't know why. It's probably because he's never said a genuine thing in his life. That's about right. Yeah, I think but, everything he's ever done has been like an act. You know, I, I guess what my point is that I really and, liked the previous iteration when 
the XFL was all about football, whereas like the first XFL was all about making it was about a wrestling show into into football. And like, yeah, yeah, I like The Rock and I I, do Dwayne Johnson, like generally like charming person. I know people were jacked to see him. I know like I'm not sure. I don't think it really accomplished anything for the XFL him being out there. I mean, I definitely don't think it did, especially the fact that he didn't mention the league or anything yeah, at all. I, yeah. Yeah. So now that he didn't mention the league and I could get past my biasness of being the rocks, uh, two things. A, it looks like he just walked like he was just at the game and just snatched a microphone and just decided to do it. And yeah. B, yeah, it was it was pretty corny. And I was like, this, this is a little like for the NFL. It's a little weird. Even if this even if this is the XFL, I'd be like, that's a little corny it's to start off with strange, let's, just, like, yeah. let's just go straight football straight into just football do you know like it's the super bowl you don't need anything extra it's the super bowl yeah yeah pretty much we did we did not mean that need this large samoan man yelling at us i loved his i loved his fit though he looked awesome he always looks good he's a charismatic motherfucker love that guy god he did but uh other than that yeah we're just kind of we're still waiting Monday night foot what whenever he was on Monday night football with uh, Eli and Peyton. However, it's almost coming up on a month. He said two to three weeks we could expect something. I'm still waiting. I'm it's still waiting of, on whatever the hell that was. Man. It feels like par for the course as of late. You know, you feel like all of these leagues, in. all of these leagues, they're just fucking yeah. breadcrumbing us along. I hate hey man, it. They, they made it. The, the USFL made us watch uh, three episodes of the herd with Colin Coward. So how much can I hate oh, hate the rock stringing us along? That's true. As long as I don't have to watch the herd for any XFL or as long as I don't have to watch what's ESPN's worst show. Because I assume the XFL is probably going to be doing some heavy ESPN ties because the USFL is with Fox. Uh, I mean, was it this just in with Max Kellerman is pretty, pretty raw. Like, it's hard for him to. Oh, did you see that that Stephen A has a new co-host in the mornings? Oh, really? Because, yeah, they shit canned uh, Max Kellerman. And yeah, because that they, show gave. Yeah, yeah. Gave him his mid-afternoon show, and he's got uh, the Mad Dog from Mike and the Mad Dog of what? like yeah of New York sports radio royalty. So the Mad Dog is is back uh, on uh, first take with Stephen A in the mornings. I caught a little bit today was his first day, and like it was interesting. It's for one like he's he very he very much is not like a, a TV face by any means, <laughs> but he was he was very well dressed and like. You know, the I, I I like the you know, they're both like New York guys, so like the 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 very works, like, New York New Yorkness of, of the mad dog was, was pretty entertaining. I just hope I want a big XFL drop. I would honestly, if you want my personal opinion, I mean, yeah, you kinda have to do it on TV for most people to see it. I'd want them to just do it from their own account, like their own social media account. Cause they have I think they have like a couple hundred thousand people following them on Twitter. Just yeah. do like a big drop or do it from like the rocks accounts who has millions who has literal millions. millions of people watching yeah yeah and then do like a tv spot yeah no i agree i agree i i think there, there's gonna be you're gonna get a lot I, of like tv spots coming up the next i'm year. really i'm still i'm still such a fucking simp because i'm really hoping for saturday because it's the weekend after the super bowl the saturday after the super bowl is when the xfl season started i'm really I'm being like a fucking fish on a hook that I'm thinking this Saturday, that's the day that they're going to do it. No, you got to stretch it out to April, buddy. I'm sorry. On a, my, no, no, they're going to do the XFL will announce something. I swear to God, they're doing it. Okay. This all right. I got you. Okay. I got yeah, you. The XFL you. will announce something Saturday. No, no, I got you. I'm with you. I'm with okay. you now. I'm with you. And uh, my last bit of XFL news is today, the 16th, not like this third, this Wednesday specifically, but the 16th of February, this was the the two year anniversary of me going to my first XFL game to watch uh, the, the Los Angeles Wildcats versus the Dallas Renegades, and I got I I actually met up with uh, sports gambling podcast guys uh, Colby and Patty C. Yeah, and we got super drunk. We snuck in a bunch of shooters, <laughs> and uh, I paid twenty bucks for my tickets, and then we just walked to like the fifty yard line center field like two rows up and we just got great seats. And this is when uh, the chargers were used to be playing in that stadium. That's awesome. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, man. Hell yes. It's fucking amazing. But now XFL news is out of the way. USFL news is out of the way. It is time to do some ranking. And today 
in it's a grading. Of the Super Bowl. We're, we're grading. Grading, yeah, great. We'll say great. We're grading. Grading, yeah. In honor of the Super Bowl being done, NFL season being done, and in honor of a great all-time NFL Super Bowl halftime show, we are going to be grading Super Bowl halftime shows. So for the, the, the people who aren't privy to our backstage conversations before we did this, uh, we were trying to figure out where to start because there have been a lot of Super Bowl <laughs> halftime shows. And Jim was like, what was the first Super Bowl, Super Bowl halftime show you remember? I was like, it was Michael Jackson. He's like, let me look it up. When was that? It was 1993. Jim, how old were you in 1993? I was not born yet. I was a year away from being born. You're negative one years old. Yeah, I was I, negative I was, one. I was eight. So okay. The f- the first one I remembered, I mean, we, you can rank these first ones if you want. No, no, we're going to go from the first one you remember. So <laughs> the that we first have one a I remember experience. I, I it's maybe uh, the first one I remember is January 28th, 2001. After the 2000 season, I am. Six years old. No, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm six. Almost going to go on seven. Aerosmith and NSYNC. I remember it as being, yeah, I remember it as being like, my dad liked Aerosmith, so I liked Aerosmith, but then he didn't like NSYNC, and I was too young to really know what pop music was. Right. So I was like, this is good, this is bad, so I'm going to give it probably a D plus. Yeah, I'm going to give it a D. Uh, At that point, like, I don't know, like, Aerosmith has been underwhelming for uh, a very long time now. Uh, And they They are very well, very much in their underwhelming phase. As I am now. Aerosmith to me is the quintessential boring dad rock. Okay. That's that's how I view Aerosmith. I still think like some of their songs are fun and like catchy. They are a boring dad rock group. I don't don't disagree. That's why I give them a D. Next up, February 3rd, 2002, 2 days after my birthday, U2. C. I'm going to give it a C. It's hard. This one was hard. This is like the 9/11 tribute one. Yeah. So everyone's still feeling very patriotic. So, yeah, so they're feeling patriotic, and who do they bring in? You Fucking too. Bono. Yeah. Yeah, C. C. Next up, January 26, 2003, Shania Twain and No Doubt. B minus? I'm going to give this one probably a C plus. I went through a period where I just didn't watch a lot of Super Bowls. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Um but you I know, did watch this one. Shania, Shania was at the top of her game back then. And I mean, no doubt was, I mean, I, I can't, can't say that, that uh, Shania Twain or Gwen Stefani exist outside of my spank bang. And I this can't was say that either. high spanking at time for me as a young man. I can't man. say that uh, she still doesn't exist high in my, uh, in my repertoire. I can't either. Next up, February 1st, my birthday, 2004. I was probably doing some little kid shit. But I definitely remember this Super Bowl because and the halftime show because it was Jessica Simpson, Janet Jackson, P. Diddy, Nelly, Kid Rock, and Justin Timberlake. The infamous Titty halftime. Yep. Uh well, I mean, I, I think I just theme? said everything. Do you want to know the theme of this halftime show? Because apparently they have themes sometimes. Yeah, it was uh Janet choose Jackson's or lose. Titty. It was, cho- it was choose or lose. Okay. Uh no, it was Janet Jackson's titty. It A was plus. Janet Jackson's titty. The, A that, plus. A plus for sure. This is such a big thing that remembering back, I don't remember anyone else in this halftime show besides Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. <laughs> yeah, because that was just an amazing moment to happen on live network TV. Janet Jackson's titty. Historical. Historical, Historical. titty. All I need is just one titty. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. I, I'm not I'm not choosy. I, I don't require need- much. I'm low maintenance. All I need is one titty. Jesus Christ. <laughs> February 6, 2005. Paul McCartney. Hey. Yeah, A. I think, like, if you're going to go with old, like, old rock or old groups, Paul McCartney's like, this, the one that still puts on a hell of a show. Yeah, and, I mean, pre- I, he might be the most iconic person to ever play a Super Bowl halftime because the man was in the fucking Beatles. Yes. Yes. Hey. Hey. Next up, Rolling Stones. Dude, they could still bring it then. B plus. I'm going to give it a B. Yeah, I think they could still bring it. If you did the Rolling Stones like even three years later, though. Yeah. 
They, they, they got them, like, right at the end. Hey, Father Time undefeated. It works for everyone, including Rockers. They're still alive, though. Some of them. That's, yeah. One Next just up. died. The drummer just died. Yeah. yeah. Next up. February 4th, 2007. It's Prince. Uh, A++. A++. And if we're going, like, the Japanese video game ranking, he's an S+. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he. Uh, yeah. A plus. It's the best. Uh, it's, this is the best one. Is the best one. I can think of three that are are my absolute fa- bet. You know, favorites, best ever. And this this is probably the top of the three, and a close tie with maybe a very very recent one. Does anyone put on like a better performance than Prince? No, man. Listen, like if I could I'm go gonna... back in time and see like a live show, I'd want to go to a Prince live show so fucking bad. I. I... <sighs> I have, you know, play, through playing like Ultimate Frisbee, I, I had like teammates who were like just like touching 40 when I was like, you know, in my in my very early 20s. And uh, like friends who had stories of like, you know, the last time I ever did cocaine was was at a Prince concert. And then they were like, I shut it off after that. But I had to turn it back on for Prince. My mom got to see Prince in Madison Square Garden right after like Little Little Red Corvette hit the scene. That's fucking amazing. I like your mom. Fuck She's good people. Yeah, uh, yeah dude. That, yeah. Uh, listen, I'm going to that. This Singing is what's going to put that purple that, rain in the rain. Yes. It started. The, even God was like, yes, I, let me make this better. I listen. This is this is how I'm going to put Prince in context for everyone who might be too young to like to realize how awesome Prince is. That guy had a bad hip from fucking. Yes. Do you know how awesome you have to be? To also, just like wear out, have hip dysplasia, wear your shit out, just fucking. Also, I want this on the record from XFL Jim. Prince can get it. Yeah. Prince done had it. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's his. Yeah. Yeah. It's his. Yes, King. Next up, February 3rd, 2008, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I wonder. A like, minus. A-. I'm going to give it an A minus because I feel like some people might look back on this a little harshly just because it's after Prince. So you're probably directly comparing it to that one. Sure. Sure. But if you break it out, if you. It's if fucking you Tom. Dude, Tom it, Petty. Yeah. He until he died, he rocked yeah. like he he did not do bad live shows ever. Uh, a minus. A minus. Yes, I'm with you on the A minus. Next up, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. A fucking plus. Yeah, that a plus was on a that one. killer show. With the Bruce Springsteen like crotch slide into the camera, yep. that their rendition of fucking Tenth Avenue freeze out. Like I love Bruce Springsteen. I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. So yes. this like th- that was the the of the th- of the three that's in there also for my best ever. I think the only thing that could have made this one better is if they were playing the Super Bowl in like the Northeast. Yeah, if they if they were at like MetLife or some shit. Yeah, yeah, that would have made it killer. <laughs> Next up. This one I remember vividly for some reason. I don't remember. Maybe 2010 was a fucking weird year for me. It was The Who. <clears throat> and I give it like a C minus. Yeah. Or like a C. Yeah. They were like, because this is like, like we were talking about with the Rolling Stones. They got the Rolling Stones at the perfect time. The Who were past it at this point. Yeah. They, I mean, they're very, they're very much contemporaries. And that was not. Wasn't there also like a sexual, like sex registry thing with the singer at this point? Oh, dude, he had like some know. he had some controversy going on. I think. Uh, oh, that's uh, no, no, that's um, no, no. It's the like the guitar. Uh, it's one. It's like it a wasn't guitar Keith player Moon, was it? Keith Moon, been dead, child. Oh, that's fucking right. Jesus Christ! Like he like he's jumped head super, first to an empty swimming super, pool. Yeah, he's been super dead <laughs> like a long time ago. Let's get past that to the Black Eyed Peas in 2011. The C. I give it a C. D plus. I give it a D yeah. plus. Okay, I'll give I'll give it a C. Um, I mean, they had they, slash, they, I guess. Only if they had allowed it to if them to use the real lyrics. Let's get retarded. And that they would have like fully auto tuned themselves. That would have been probably yeah. That would have helped a little bit. Yeah. It's the Next up, piece. 2012, Madonna. F. Yeah, F on this one. This is. I, I'm looking at this like special guests on her list. Madonna featuring LMFAO, Cirque du Soleil, Nicki Minaj, MIA, CeeLo Green, Andy Lewis, Avon High School, Drumline, Center Groove High School, Drumline, 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 Dancing Dolls, and then a 200-person choir. F. F. 
F. There's some of those people that you mentioned that I actually kind of like, and uh, they. Oh yeah, I, I like all those people. They're fucking terrible. Next up, uh, sucks. 2013 Beyonce. Hey. Yeah, hey, I, I like that one a lot. I mean, just name another person. She just doesn't do bad live shows. She's just yeah. a hell of a performer. Queen B. Bay. Next up, uh, Bruno Mars featuring Red Hot Chili Peppers. I didn't. B so minus. I'm going to give it a, just C. a flat. I'm going to give it a C plus. Just I'll, I'll talk about Bruno Mars because I liked him better in a later Super Bowl. A lot. Um, we'll get to that in like a quick second. Next up is 2015 Katy Perry. Uh, you got to give it an A for left shark, right shark. I mean, yeah, they're just spawning memes. And I mean, listen, if we're going to set, if we're going to set precedents in previous ones, uh, you have to give it a for them today's also them too. Katy Perry yeah. can forever get it. Yeah, for sure. Listen, we, listen, we, we in the garage want to clear up. There's, this is a question that's been going back and forth a lot, you know, and we're here to tell you, Katy Perry could get it. She can get it. Yeah. Speaking of which, in that show, Missy Elliott can get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, she can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, next up, Especially 2016. when she wears that like, big like trash bag suit from the I Can't mm-hmm. Stand the Rain. Means next up, fly, uh, super 2016, we had Coldplay. Beep, beep. Who got the keys to the Jeep? Vroom. Sorry, you had me in a Missy Elliott loop. Um, who is it? Coldplay? Coldplay. I'm going to give them... See, I want to give it a B plus to an A, but that's not because of Coldplay. That's because of the guests they had on. Like when Beyonce and Bruno Mars came in for this, I thought they were really good. But Coldplay was kind of like, eh. Eh. Yeah, I C plus. So I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give it a B because I like Coldplay was a C, but their guests like were good. And I like the vibe that they had, but Coldplay by themselves, no. Yeah, see. Uh, Next up, Lady Gaga. Uh, B plus, very close to an A because she fucking did some James Bond shit from the the roof. I did not think she really jumped, but she did. You know what? You're right. Like, that takes walls. And this was the, the drones were fucking sick. Those drones that they used were awesome. Drones, yeah. I also, uh, that's the year that I started referring to Lady Gaga. Uh, Lady Gaga as Lady Gaga, um, which has been a lot of fun for me. It's uh, a fancy honestly. way to say it. I'm going to start doing that now. Lady Gaga. I feel like that's how jazz art, like jazz venues will announce her. Yeah. Yeah. Like now, now performing with Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga. Next up, <laughs> 2018, <laughs> Justin Timberlake. This was underwhelming. This was yeah, this is not this super is underwhelming. I don't care D if you took a selfie in the crowd with some F, like F. some homely gal. Uh, D minus. I'm going to give yeah. it an F. Speaking and of I like, actually, I'm, I'll tell you, I like Justin Timberlake quite a bit. He's made eh. some really good albums. He's made a couple. Yeah, I'm not a huge Justin Timberlake. Future loves. Dude, listen, listen to me, Jim. Listen to me. You weren't you weren't uh, of the same age as me. I was like 21, 22 when the future sex love show came out on HBO. And, uh, I could, I could bring a young lady home. We could watch that. <laughs> and it was like, he took care of the foreplay for me. Ooh, you know, he's doing half the work. He, yeah. Preheating the oven, baby. Thank Ooh, you. JT. Okay. Thank I, you can JT. I can understand that. I can understand. Yeah. yeah. Next up 2019 maroon five. This one wasn't really bad. Uh, I want to say it was bad, but it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Uh, I'll give it a B. I'll give it a B minus. I really don't like Maroon 5. Me either. Like, but like they bad. played their like their poppy, like their older hits yeah. that I think are still pretty decent pop rock songs. Travis Scott and Big Boy were fine. They were good additions. Hey, I and I am always and for I love Big Boy. I, I'm uh, always a so Big much. Boy guy. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, 2020 Shakira and J-Lo. This one was surprisingly good. This one like, was awesome. My main takeaway was like after Googling, like while watching Googling, how old is Shakira and how, how old is, is J-Lo? Like, way to go. Way to go, ladies. Like they're they're They look good for, for their age. We will like, always reiterate every time both of these girls can get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, you don't have to send us uh, handwritten letters and ask us if they can get it or not. They could get it. They can get it. Next up, 2021, The Weeknd. B minus. It was weird. It was weird, but I fucking dug it, dude. I liked it. I'm going to give it a B plus because he had to deal with the whole like no crowd COVID shit. 
Yeah, and then but like the going into like the mirror box, like who was that for? It was wild. It was weird. I mean, he had to do a weird kind of show because like there was no like he wasn't playing for an audience. And also, I I don't know. Like, uh, I I'll just say like, uh, I don't know. I've never really been like huge into the weekend. I didn't realize that the weekend had become this iconic like enough to 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 do like a, a Super Bowl show. You know. I like the weekend quite a bit. I think maybe it's because he makes me feel like I like those synthy eighties sort of vibes that he has with his songs. And I, I love it. I, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike them. It's just not my shit. That's fair. Okay. And next up last and certainly not least Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Mary J. Blige Kendrick Lamar featuring 50 Cent and Anderson Pack. I didn't even realize Anderson Pack was there. Yeah, he's playing, he's, he's playing drums live. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, see, I okay, I love Kendrick Lamar. I love Dr. Dre. I love Snoop. I love uh, Anderson Pack. Like, that's like four people that like I listen to like a lot of. And so I listen to a lot of the I, less, I listen to a lot of all these guys. I love Dre. I love Snoop. I love Eminem. I love Mary J. Blige. I love Kendrick Lamar. 50 Cent was like one of my formative artists growing up. I fucking sure. love 50 Cent. Sure. So it makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, and honestly, I'm going to put this in a tie with Prince for best show ever. It's. If not like neck and neck, it's mm-hmm. right there. Absolutely. It's right there. Like these two are one A and one B. Yeah, pretty close. God, it was yeah. good. That probably means we're old now. Time to time to schedule that colonoscopy, buddy. I've had a call. I had a colonoscopy two years ago. I don't need another one. Oh, I'm like like my vasectomy. I'm just putting that off like crazy. I'm I'm scheduling that for the coming years. There you go, bud. There you go. I'm, I'm gonna nip that in the bud before it becomes an issue. But <laughs> Hey, uh, yeah. Other than that, I got no other Super Bowl. Like, where do we think the Rams and Bengals end up next year? Like, how? Uh, like, do we think Bengals make it back to the AFC Championship game? Uh, I think they've actually got a lot of cap room. I think they trade away the number thirty-one pick. They use it to get a proven commodity on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. They they continue to draft with Joe Burrow's protection in mind. They maybe get a couple upgrades in the defensive. You know, try to find some later round gems to to Are plug you in. Eli in the Apple's not a great number. That's one exactly back. what I'm going for. <laughs> yes, Jim. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, they maybe lose Eli Apple. Maybe go after someone in free agency. I think that he. I think people saw Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase this year, and it's becoming a destination because of players that other players want to play with. I think you see, well, the number one thing you need is a good quarterback. And I think you see like players see someone like Joe Burrow and they like, I want to play with that guy. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled off some sort of like free agency coup. And next thing you know, they got fucking Chris Godwin, you know, that would be wild. That would be very wild. Cause they're going to have to part ways with like, maybe like T Higgins soon because he's about to be off of like a rookie contract. I think so too. And the fact that like, this is this is coming up will be Joe Burrow's third year. So they got him for a minute. Yeah. And so I I I think I think that they they will be back, but somewhere in the world Dan Marino is hearing what I'm saying and just saying like, yeah, sure. Okay, we'll be back. Yep. All right. You just I mean, that. historically though, Dan Marino had just had like dog shit defenses forever. Yeah. I and the Rams, I think they maybe got like one more year if they can retain some of these players but eventually like it's gonna it's gonna come time to pay the piper for all of the moves that they made with for, like, like never having any draft picks for like yes three years. <laughs> yes which by the way it's funny that Les Snead the GM was wearing a shirt with his face on it at the at the uh the, the parade that and said then the fuck quote, your picks fuck them picks <laughs> god I love that so that's, much that's pretty good like you know it, there's Hey man, like whenever whenever you have a goal, you have and you went about it uh, your way, and you did it no matter how people were talking shit about it. Like there's got there's something to be said for it. Like dude, and if the that, Rams like if the Rams go to crap in like the next three four years, fuck it, they want a Super Bowl. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, what's the lifespan of a GM in the in the NFL? It's not. I mean, th- those aren't jobs that you retire from. Like, so what he's probably going to get, if, if you would have let everything run its course, maybe, maybe you just like bought yourself a couple of years from, from getting fired because you know, you, you did everything through the picks and you didn't win a super bowl, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
I think that's it. I think that's what we got for the show. That's the gymnasium. I think we have a couple announcements coming up. We will have uh, the new spring football show official title now. It's done. It's in the books. Spring fever, y'all. Aye, aye, aye. Spicy. It's getting hot in this garage, bitch. Yeah, baby. It's about to, the spring weather's about to come in. We're about to have spring football in April, which means we're going to have all your spring football talking points. We're going to cover the draft. Hell yes. Draft. Uh, I'm going to do player analysis. There's going to be a lot of USFL news coming up in the next few mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot, a lot. XFL, I assume, is going to be announcing. I'm, I'm still of the mind they're announcing something this Saturday. So when we come back on Sunday for the gymnasium, I will. There will be an announcement. There will be an XFL announcement. I swear. All right, <laughs> I'm with you. I believe it. Let's get it. And then I'm doing the uh, the XFL gym cooking hour. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and experiment with that and see how that goes. I'm excited for this one too. I will take any recipe that people give me and I will cook it in an hour. That is Sex. my promise. It's a gonna whole be, turkey. It's gonna be yeah. I'll do a whole turkey in an hour. XFL it's gonna be gym. my version Dyes of chopped salmonella. It's gonna be my version of chopped, and I will eat anything I cook. If it's going to be your version of Chopped, you have to put jicama in everything for some reason. I don't know. What the fuck jicama is. You know where I'm at. I don't know if I can get jicama where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the local jicama farm, you know. I'll have to just substitute with like, I don't Doritos. know. Doritos. Yeah. Ba- <laughs> bang energy drinks or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for the gymnasium, folks. Chase, where can the people find you? I have to say so many things now, so I'm just going to say I'm around. Just follow, so follow, much going on. Just follow me. I'll tweet what I'm doing. He's got shows all over. He's with America's Best Racing. He's got like BTV shows left and right. Uh, I think the next just your next closest one is coming up Saturday. No, it's coming up literally Friday night. Isn't yeah, it? with the Pigs Porch. Pigs Porch, this baby. Big, this big, big, big galoot. You still get the majority of my time because you're still number one in my heart, Jim. And always make sure to follow him at of Oaklawn for all of his Twitter antics. Follow me at XFL Jim everywhere. Y'all know where to find me. We got so much going on. The garage is ever expanding. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. Love you guys and peace out.